Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome into 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and today we are going to discuss and react to day six of San Francisco 49ers training camp, day two of padded practice, and it was a great day for the offense, an even better day, I will say, for the wide receivers. We'll dive into all of that. What happened with the quarterback situation? How did Brock Purdy do? How did Trey Lance do? Where did Sam Darnold fall amongst the four quarterbacks on the field today? We'll also dive into some observations I had on offense and defense and which linebacker, which young linebacker stood out amongst the rest. But first, you know it. Use that promo code 49ersaccess, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com and save yourself $20 off your first purchase. And without further ado, let's dive into the the cleanup crew, I will say, to start off the show, is that the absences, only one. The housekeeping is Nick Bosa is still not at training camp, awaiting that contract extension. Uh, again, nothing has changed. It's not a big deal. It'll get done. Moving on. Uh, the one big thing I do want to hit on before we dive into what actually happened at practice is the injury bug. The injury bug has hit the San Francisco 49ers, uh, and one of them is actually and could be catastrophic knowing or, or seeing it happen live, but there are some small ones. Uh, Robert Beal Jr., rookie out of Georgia, and Kalia Davis sat out of practice today for unknown reasons. I believe Beal sat out yesterday, uh, being July 31st as well. Uh, Austin, Bry um, Austin Bryan, excuse me, free agent uh, defensive end from Detroit, he sat out today, did individual drills on the side with an undisclosed injury. And then Daryl Luter Jr. continues to work his way back off the pup list with that bone bruise, I believe, in his leg. And then Jalen Moore, that's the big one today. Jalen Moore. The San Francisco 49ers finally got, uh, I guess you can say finally as a bad thing, actually, got their first real injury, what it seems like, of training camp and of the season where backup swing tackle or the man leading the swing tackle race currently, Jalen Moore, who's actually having a pretty good camp, I will add. Uh, I know the faith in him may not be high, but bad news for him. Uh, he went down today. Not sure exactly what happened, if he got tied up or got fell on, um, but he went down today holding his left knee. Trainers came out, looked at his left knee. He got up, limp off the field. Then the cart came out for him to go back into the team facility and obviously probably get x-rays or maybe an MRI later. But this again is a chance to reiterate my point early on that the lack of depth in the offensive line room is concerning. This team has not had, not had really many uh, great offensive linemen players on the depth side of things. Jalen Moore's leading that race. I'm sorry. He, I don't have a lot of faith in him, but... With him going down, it brings that question up again when it comes to who is this team's backup offensive lineman. 
But Kivich is at right tackle now. If Jalen Moore is out for an elongated period of time, is it Leroy Watson? Is it Matt Pryor? Uh, this could be a massive issue for San Francisco if indeed Jalen Moore does miss time. But again, hoping and praying he doesn't miss time. Hoping his left knee is okay. Some small observations going into today was Drake Jackson got his first taste of what it's like going against Trent Williams. And my goodness, Trent Williams kind of gave him another welcome to the NFL uh, style of play today. On their first play against each other, uh, ball was snapped. Drake Jackson goes for Williams, tries to get by him. He loses his footing. Drake Jackson uh, is thrown to the ground by Trent Williams of kind of one of these veteran-against-rookie-style plays where you see this grown man throwing this would-be child on the ground. Uh, Trent Williams making easy work of Drake Jackson, who I think today actually had a good day as well. Had a few pressures against the second-team offensive line, but him against Trent Williams is quite the mismatch for Drake Jackson currently in his career. Uh, undrafted free agent rookie Deshaun Jameson got second-team snaps, a good sign for a young player trying to make this team. He made quite the impression for Steve Wilkes and I believe also on Kyle Shanahan. So good stuff for Deshaun Jamison out of Texas. Getting second team reps. Uh, getting quite a few, I might add, against Brandon Ayuk and others in the receiving room. I think he held the zone. Yes, you're going to have a hard time guarding Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and even Juwan Jennings for that uh, for that matter. But I think Deshaun Jamison looked the part and he's feisty. He fights for every play. And I think he's really impressing the coaches down in Santa Clara. Uh, third round pick, Jair Brown. He's kind of still stuck in the mud. I know many fans have high hopes he can take Tashawn Gibson's job. Uh, I don't have that mindset. I know they want to play three safeties on the field at once with him, whether he's playing nickel or he's the high-end safety. Uh, it does feel like he's the fourth safety on this depth chart currently, as George Odom continues to get first-team reps over him next to Gibson and Ufunga. So third-round pick Jair Brown, he's young, he's plenty of time, but currently this is going to be a Hufunga, Odom, and Gibson trio at safety with Brown kind of filling in behind the scenes if things don't change but that's where it stands currently and without further ado let's dive into our highs and lows of today a lot of highs just like yesterday uh yesterday we had no lows we had no lows at all today we have about five to six highs we have one mixed aspect one mixed performance of the day I'll mention later as we progress through our highs and lows of today's performances at day two of training camp. Our first high of the day, Taco Charlton, signed this morning off the street. Uh, we know him, former first-round pick from the Dallas Cowboys, a, a failed first-round pick, I might add, uh, someone who you can potentially put next to the you know, reclamation project section of the San Francisco 49ers defensive line next to Clellan Farrell in previous players like Arden Key and Maurice Hurst. Uh, Charlton looks leaner, he looks quicker, and in one practice already made a statement. He had a would-be sack and a pressure against the third-team offensive line. I know third-team lets you know, slow our horses here, but uh, in one practice, Charlton did look like you know a, a force to be reckoned with against that third-team offensive line and could find himself playing against the second team if things do progress quickly in training camp. Uh, also was good against the run on one play, blew up Tidavis Price, uh, or at least the offensive lineman in front of TDP, which in TDP found his way around him, but is a good play by Charlton, who, again, in one practice did show some promise early, and again, could be a reclamation project for Chris Hoserick if he does indeed make this roster, which 
if Nick Bosa's back eventually, who knows? But right now, Charlton making a good first impression on the practice field today. A wide receiver rookie, Ronnie Bell. I thought Ronnie Bell, I wouldn't say he had his best practice, but there was some a, a really good display of route running in 1v1s today. He looked crisp. He looked fluid. Uh, and also, what's the one thing that'll get you on the field early if you're a young receiver? Uh, if you don't want to be in that doghouse, you have to learn how to run block. I thought Ronnie Bell did a great job today downfield blocking for his running backs and receivers. Um, I think he, he held guys in their place. He pushed them around. I thought Ronnie Bell had a really good day at practice today, catching and blocking. It's a really good sign for a player that did struggle in OTAs and minicamp, kind of finding his own once pads have come on in the first two days. Uh, Ty Davis Price continues to impress. I know many fans love Jordan Mason, but Ty Davis Price is having a really good training camp thus far uh, with pads or not. Uh, continues to show quick cuts and improve field vision, and I really like his knack to fight for the extra yards. He just does not go down. Of course, there is no tackling per se with training camp despite the pads being on, but TDP still looks really good and has actually shown that he's worked on the pass catching side of things. That was a big knock on him coming into the NFL, and he's shown he's actually improved that in his second year in training camp. A good sign for a young running back. Really good couple days with pads on for TDP. Uh, Danny Gray, someone many fans point to and say he should be the burner on this team. You know, I kind of criticized him or questioned him and kind of said, hey, I want to challenge you. I do not want you to be able to play with Trey Lance only. Danny Gray starting to show that he's not just a Trey Lance-specific wide receiver. Looked really good in 1v1s. Had a really nice catch today and a lot of yak uh, from a pass from Brandon Allen. 25-plus yards uh, and really looked like... I, I think it was his best performance of training camp thus far. Danny Gray looked quick, looked fluid. He cooked Samuel Womack really bad in 1v1s. And if he can continue to improve... Bell and Gray and Jennings and McLeod and of course Debo and Ayuk. This receiver room is going to be dynamic where they're going to have guys that can beat you in every facet of the game whether it's Debo being the end around guy, physical power back, Jennings being that bruising big slot guy, Ayuk being the all around route running specialist with amazing hands, then Danny Gray being the burner, McLeod kind of being that special teams quick smaller guy and Ronnie Bell being that possession smooth route running receiver they have so many weapons here that are young they're explosive and Danny Gray looks to be adding on to that in his second year of training camp don't want to forget Debo Samuel and Jawan Jennings uh, Debo Samuel looks like his 2021 self again he lost a bunch of weight you can tell he's not carrying around the extra weight he looks more explosive he's getting out of his routes a lot faster he looks like all pro Debo Samuel again and he's been using the backfield, using the end rounds and screen passes where he looks like the dynamic player we've always known, but more explosive, quicker. Even caught a touchdown pass in the red zone today over the middle with a crossover route. Made a few guys miss on a screen pass today, which that play could have very easily been blown up at the, at the line of scrimmage. He looked really good today in practice and has put together two really good practices back-to-back -back in my book. And, of course, Jawan Jennings. Uh, got into basically two fights, I will say, in yesterday's practice, but today was much cleaner for him. And you can tell that he came to play. In 1v1s, he made the catch of the practice, in my opinion. 
Uh, he went up and over Isaiah Oliver for a pass from Trey Lance. It was a great catch. Also cut a touchdown back shoulder fade from Brock Purdy in red zone drills. So a good day from a lot of receivers. Uh, Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings. A really good day for the receivers uh, amongst the San Francisco 49ers receiving core. Isaiah Oliver, I just said he got mossed. But he had a really good play later in team drills, forced a fumble on Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel caught the ball near the sideline. Isaiah Oliver somehow, someway popped that thing out. It went out of bounds, so it couldn't be recovered, but it was a great play from San Francisco starting nickel cornerback coming in the training camp after being lost early. Had a great play later to kind of make up for it. Uh, I do want to give credit to Braden Willis. Uh, the tight end room has kind of been George Kittle and everybody else of the past couple of years in San Francisco. And coming into this year, bringing on two rookie tight ends, the question was who was going to make you know, the better impression early. I would lean towards that being Braden Willis. He finally got two catches today on the board, two tallies, two catches, and he's looked like of Latu and Willis the best young tight end of the duo. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Who's going to take Warner and Dwelly's spot? If you had to ask me, if one guy's getting cut and one guy is going to be that number two tight end, I would give it to Braden Willis now. A good sign for a young tight end coming into this first year in the NFL. Also, linebackers. Again, there are so many highs of today's practice. I can't give a lot of them, but I'm going to give as much as I can. And linebackers were really good today. Of course, Warner and Drake Greenlaw are great. Uh, Drake Greenlaw... Uh, yesterday tackled the Christian McCaffrey on accident. Kind of a scary play, but everyone was fine. Today, the young guy showed out. Demetrius Flanagan Falls, who, in my opinion, could be on the roster bubble. He had a would-be sack today after a forced fumble earlier in training camp. He's looking strong, trying to fight for that last spot in the linebacking room. And then two younger guys, D. Winters and Marcelino McCurry Ball. Uh, D. Winters almost had a pick against Sam Donald in the red zone. Then he also had a PBU earlier in practice, a good sign from him. Then McCrary Ball, uh, he was getting reps with the first team today. A really good sign for a young linebacker who I think has a really good shot to make this roster. And also doing red zone drills, had a pass block when he was guarding Ty Davis Price. Broke up a pass on a would-be touchdown over the middle. A really nice day for linebackers, especially young guys in San Francisco. And to end our highs and lows, I will give you our one mixed aspect of practice today. And that was cornerback Trey Swilling. Um, he's been on the brunt end of a lot of bad reps, in my opinion. Burnt, it's either him, Ambry Thomas, when Brandon Ayuk is there uh, going against him. But Trey Swilling today had a rough but also mixed day where on 1v1s he jumped the route, almost had a pick and dropped it. That's a good play by him getting a pass block. Also was really sticky in coverage and really physical at the line. I love that to see a young cornerback, you know, fighting for every rep. When the pads are on, you want to get physical. 
these Niners DBs are doing that, and Trace Willing is part of that group. But one issue I have seen with him over the course of OTA's minicamp and training camp is he's really grabby in coverage. Uh, today, he got called for a hold during 1v1s, and that's kind of been a common occurrence for him over his time here in San Francisco. Again, he's young. He wants to prove himself. I love being physical, but come real play on Sunday, Monday, Thursdays, and sometimes on Saturdays, if you're getting called for penalties, you're not going to play. You cannot be grabby. Like, that was the issue with the young kid out of TCU coming out undersized and really grabby this past year. I believe his name was Hodgins or Homlinson. I'm forgetting his name. But he's really grabby coming out of college, which is why he fell in the draft. Trace Fulling has that problem as well, which could cost him making the roster. But he's young, he's aggressive, and I like what he's showing when he's not getting called for penalties uh, during team drills and 1v1s. Okay, let's discuss quarterbacks, because that's what you want to talk about. I took 16 minutes to give you everything else but quarterbacks, and we're probably going to talk for 25 minutes about quarterbacks today. Because, look, these quarterbacks, it is so freaking annoying to watch this team play, to look at every single quarterback, all the drills, all the reps, all the stats, all the numbers, and point to one guy and say, he was the best. And today, of every single person, the expected happened. Brock Purdy was the best quarterback on the field. And before we dive into that, I want to give a shout out to The Shaw Show. Hello, how you doing? Thanks for joining the live stream. Also, Salty Cyclist, I believe is your name. Thank you for listening on 95.7 The Game and tuning in today live on YouTube and Twitter. But let's dive back into Brock Purdy. He was the best quarterback by far on the field today. 19 reps during 11-on-11s in team drills. 8-for-10. I thought he looked a little bit more like the Brock Purdy of last year. You can tell he's been trying to find his rhythm, trying to find his way back to where he was last year, recovering from the injury. We talked yesterday. I still do not believe he's 100%. Shanahan, Colton McKivitz today, they all said... He was not supposed to be back this early. Kudos for Purdy to battle this thing out and get back on the field this early. But I, I, I look at that and I say, they're not rushing him. But I do believe he's not 100% just yet. But today, in my opinion, was his best practice of what the, the four he's been a part of thus far. There's a couple of plays that I, I, I want to point out to you. Because pressure in his face, found Debo... Second layer of the defense, it was a nice throw. He wasn't phased by the pressure. That's what you want from your starting caliber quarterback trying to find his way back you onto the field post-injury. Unafraid of contact, unafraid of pressure, unfazed by you know someone being in his face. You know, after a would-be sack earlier, um Demetrius Flanagan and Falls almost had the would-be sack. Uh, Purdy stood tall in the pocket, found Ayuk over the middle for a nice gain as well. Then his best throw of the day, in my opinion, was finding George Kittle over Fred Warner in the second layer of the defense for a big, big chunk gain, 30-plus yards. And you can feel Brock Purdy of old finally coming back into his own, finally finding himself again. Um, I know people point to the would-be sacks, and let, let me address this first. What is a would-be sack? in training camp, in practice, because you can't make contact. Okay, that means you have to assume the defensive player is going to sack the quarterback. 
Well, that mean that means the quarterback is not getting an opportunity to defend himself, to potentially break off the tackle or sack. And if you're there at training camp, you'll see the entire offense is lined up behind them. He can't move back. What did Brock Purdy do a lot last year? Spin moves, moving back and forth in the pocket, running backwards, finding lanes. Like, Brock Purdy's maneuverability is somewhat limited in training camp compared to live-action reps. And so, when he's on the field taking would-be sacks, is it really a would-be sack? Can I count that against you? I'll give the defensive player credit for it, assuming he gets it, but I'm not going to knock the quarterback for it, assuming he also gets knocked down because he can't defend himself. So in this case, the would-be sacks don't matter to me, unless it's like blatantly obvious. And in this case, no would-be sack of Purdy's was blatantly obvious today. It was very much a, oh, he could have got him, maybe he would have missed. Um, so I don't count the would-be sacks as anything. I don't put much credit to it. It just looks like, to me, a defensive player may have got him. Purdy could have evaded the pressure and completed the pass. I'll give Purdy credit and the defensive player as well on this one. DFF, you got a sack. But you, but Brock, Brock Purdy also found Brandon Ayuk for a completion on a nice pass. Um, the mixed aspect, though, of Brock Purdy today was he avoids pressure in the pocket on one play, avoids the tackler, then almost throws a pick to Oren Burks. Now, it's mixed because, one, don't throw a pick. There's a defender there. He was targeting Debo Samuel. Burks got his hand in the way, right? But the good thing about that is he's showing and displaying good pocket awareness. The evasion of the tackler, the movability and maneuverability in the pocket is still there for Brock Purdy. Like That is one thing I will give him credit for. The minute he stepped up in the NFL, the minute he did, he always had pocket presence. Always. He was comfortable. He was confident. That has not changed post-injury. He's still the same Brock Purdy in the pocket. Now is the arm maybe a little worse for wear? We'll find out as the season progresses, but not right now. And the pocket presence is definitely still there. Um, later on in practice, uh, he threw a pass to George Kittle. Everyone's talking about it on Twitter. I addressed it. Uh, Lenore kind of jumped in front of it, tried to get the interception, and cut off George Kittle. Kittle got a hand on it, knocked it down, prevented that. Again, someone would say near pick, but to give you context of actually what happened... Lenore got called for holding Kittle's jersey on the back, which maybe gave him leverage against George Kittle. So, if we're going to try to translate practice reps into what it would look like in a live game, should Purdy have made that throw? Probably not. Is it a near pick? Technically, kinda. But in a real game, flag 10 yards against the defense, first down offense. That's what it would look like. So, again, do I love that pass? No. Am I going to knock Purdy for it? Also, no. It's a good play by Lenore. It's a saving grace by Kittle. It's kind of a wash in my book. It, the play doesn't count. It's like, if there's an interception and it's a flag and it gets called back, it doesn't count anymore. Do you knock the quarterback for that? Maybe. Jimmy did that all the time. All the time, Garoppolo threw a pick, flag got called back, didn't count, right? Now, you can hate Jimmy for that, that's why he's not here anymore. But the 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 reality is, you look back on it and say, wow, was it a mistake? Probably. 
Is it a big deal? No. Did Purdy throw a pick? He didn't. He did not throw a pick today. That's what matters over a would-be pick and a would-be sack. There would be plays. They don't happen. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They don't count. So why count them and knock a player down for them? You can point to and say, wow, Lenore made a great play on that. Also was a hold. Purdy, don't throw the football that way. Cool, learn, move on. That's what practice is for. Let's dive into Trey Lance and his team drills today. 12 total reps, 4 for 6. Um, I thought Trey Lance actually looked pretty good today. Um, it wasn't a great day from him, and Purdy wasn't great either, but it was his best day by far. But Trey Lance, I think, was good. I thought it was a good, solid day from him. Had a nice pass to Ayuk on the right side. Perfectly placed ball over Ambry Thomas. Um, he did scramble a little bit, showing, again, that ability that Purdy and... Darnold and Allen cannot do very well is use his legs. Um, again, maybe it was a would-be sack by Kinlaw, but Lance came out of the pocket and gained some yards for the offense, extending the play with his legs. A good sign from the young quarterback. Also, Braden Willis again. Lance finds him in the flat for his th- third good throw of the practice in team drills. But the one fans point to discredit him is the first throw he made. There may have been a defender in his face, which could have changed the throw by far. Could have easily done that. But defender in his face, yes or no, hard to tell. George Kittle, easy throw over his head, overthrew him. Could have been 15 yards down the field for with Yak included, but I digress. He missed one pass, not a big deal. He came back and ended much better in the team drill session on 11 on 11s. Then Sam Darnold, look, when practice ended with Sam Darnold, I thought he was fine. Looking back over my notes, reminiscing in my head about what I saw today, I think this may have been Sam Darnold's worst practice that I've seen. Uh, He did not look like he was in rhythm at all. I'm not sure if that's because of the way he was getting worked into the the fold and to the, the plays in practice, because yesterday... Purdy would get 10 reps, Darnold got 6, Lance would get 2, then it would be Purdy gets 8, then Darnold gets 4, then Purdy, or, then Lance gets 3, excuse me. It was very discombobulated for Lance yesterday, that same thing happened for Darnold today, and Lance yesterday got into rhythm, he looked strong. Today, Darnold didn't seem to do that whatsoever, and I do question that maybe it was the reps and how he was getting worked into, but... If Lance can do it, why couldn't you do it? Sometimes some plays a receiver has a great route, gets open on one play, the next play, same receiver, same defender, same play, doesn't happen. That's football. Sometimes guys aren't open, but that wasn't really the case for Sam Darnold today. He bounced the ball today, which we all kind of criticized Purdy for yesterday. No one did that today from what I saw. I'll do it here. You can't bounce a football and have a good day usually. 
Um, because after that, he almost threw two picks. He had some nice throws. I'll give him credit for that. Um, there was one, I believe, uh, during team drills to Debo Samuel over the middle in between linebackers. Then he found Tate Martin on the left sideline with pressure in his face. But again, you can't bounce footballs in team drills and go, that was a good thing, and then not make up for it later. He bounced the ball and didn't make up for it later. Um, so a rather upsetting or maybe uneven day for Sam Darnold. Brandon Allen, though, Brandon Allen may have been the second best quarterback on the field. He had eight reps, four for four, had a nice throw to Tay Martin for a big gain. Then Ayuk dragged his toe on the left sideline for a nice pass and a nice gain as well. Then he found Danny Gray for a 25-yard plus pass, and Gray just ran forever. Um, look, do I think Brandon Allen's practice today changes anything? No. You can't have, you know, one good outing after five bad practices or four bad practices. It's not how it works. That being said, looked pretty good today. I want to give him credit. I still think he's this team fourth quarterback on the depth chart. Um, but where the quarterbacks really set themselves apart today was the red zone. Um, this is where, like, Brock Purdy was on KNBR earlier this morning. And he mentioned... We're doing red zone drills today, and that got me excited because that means touchdowns are going to happen or there's going to be turnovers. And there was a lot of touchdowns today on behalf of Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. And that's where those two players separated themselves from Allen and Darnold. Now, to be perfectly honest with you, Brandon Allen got zero 1v1 reps and he got zero red zone drills reps. So you can't really count that against him, but there's a reason he wasn't being used here. Brandon Allen is this team's fourth-string quarterback at this moment. They like him. There's a reason he wasn't used here. <laughs> there, there, there's a reason he wasn't getting reps in one ones I like him. He's fine as this team's backup quarterback, third, fourth-string. Doesn't matter to me. There's a reason he wasn't used here. Um, that being said, red zone drills. Sam Darnold really struggled. 0 for 3, almost threw two picks. One to Winters was very short. He got his hands on it. Then one bounced out of Cameron Lotto's hands, almost into a defender's uh, hands as well. So, really wasn't a great day for Sam Darnold. But that being said, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, they shined in their red zone drill reps. Brock Purdy, three for four, two touchdowns. He hit Debo over the middle for a touchdown in his first go-round. Then a back shoulder fade to Jawan Jennings. Some people might say he was sacked on this play. I wouldn't call that a sack. You couldn't really tell from where I was standing. He was moving to his right. Found Jennings. Back shoulder fade. Bingo, bango. Touchdown pass. Trey Lance. Equally as good. One for two. One touchdown pass to Jack Coletto. Play action flip. Boop. Touchdown. Trey Lance. Today was a very interesting day for the quarterbacks. Because I look at these things. And we talked about you know who wins the day. Trey Lance came in trailing Sam Darnold two days to four. I think it's now three days to four. Trey Lance has stacked three, two really good practices and one solid practice today. That's three solid days of practice. It's a good sign for a young quarterback. Um, I had this thought, not sure if I said it yesterday on the podcast or two days ago, but the more reps he gets, just in practice alone... It does feel like he does get better. Um, I know many fans point to and say, well, that's why he should have played from the beginning. I get that. 
my perspective was Jimmy starts 2021, Trey starts last year, we know what happens. Those reps have been taken away from him. But in the reps he's gotten the past three, four, five days, month ago in OTAs and minicamp, I think he has ended really strong in OTAs and minicamp. And I think he's picked things up as time progressed through the first week, week or two in training camp thus far. When pads have come on, Trey Lance has looked better. I think it's a good sign for the young quarterback. I think for a quarterback fighting for a roster spot, I know I hate saying that. Many of you hate hearing that. Um, But Trey Lance is fighting for a roster spot. Now, do I think he gets one? Yes. I said today on 95.7 The Game, they are not trading any of these quarterbacks unless they're wowed by an offer. I expect nobody's going to call them offering a second or third round pick for Trey Lance. And even if they do, I would still say no. This team needs their quarterbacks. They've seen Josh Johnson playing the biggest game of the year. They need at least four quarterbacks to be on this team. Now, Trey Lance has to prove he can be one of those quarterbacks, and I think right now he's doing that. When you can have and stack three good days of practice back-to-back-to-back, it's a good signing for a young quarterback to show, hey, I'm learning, I'm improving. He's staying late after practice almost every single day, trying to get better, trying to improve, working on deep balls and passes he's missed. And look, it's so hard to dislike Trey Lance, the person. Uh, All the criticism against him is as a player, not as a person. He has not lived up to the mantra or the title of first-round pick. Can he still be that? Yes. Is he showing that now? I think a little bit. I think he is showing, hey, I can play. Three good days in a row... I think he's kind of caught back up to Sam Darnold, who was having his good stretch of his own. But I really like what I've seen from Trey Lance recently. And even Brock Purdy today. Brock Purdy was the best quarterback on the field. Some people might tell you that he hasn't earned the job. It's already his job to lose. He's already earned that job last year. Is his arm 100%? I don't think so. But when it comes to Brock Purdy, you can see two young quarterbacks, Purdy and Trey Lance, finding their rhythm. Is it a quarterback competition? Not for quarterback number one. But if Trey Lance really impresses Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy gets hurt again, God forbid, or something happens during a game and he misses a quarter or whatnot, the way Trey Lance is playing currently, which can easily change come Thursday, (laughs) keep that in mind, it's day by day right now, um, I'm getting more comfortable with the notion Trey Lance could be this team's quarterback number two after what Sam Darnold showed the past few days, which was actually really good. But Lance is starting to kind of take those next steps that are necessary for him to be this team's quarterback number two. Preseason games are going to determine that stuff for me. Reps, every single training camp day is going to change that mindset of, of for me. Like, one day I can say Darnold was awful. The next day, Trey could be awful. It's about stacking days, and Darnold has his set, Trey is now in the middle of his set. My question is, day off tomorrow, that being Wednesday, once you come back on Thursday, can you continue to improve upon that? Instead of being one for two in the red zone, can you be two for three? Instead of being inconsistent with your accuracy to George Kittle, do you complete that pass? It's about accuracy, comfortability. It's also about not the big plays, Brock Purdy isn't making these massive, you know, 60-yard through-the-air touchdown plays. It's can you get the ball 
where it's supposed to be when it needs to be. I've talked about it plenty of times. That's why I would have Sam Darnold ahead of, of Trey Lance on the depth chart and Purdy obviously number one. But if Trey Lance comes in the next couple days, week or so, leading up to that first preseason game, I see no reason as to why Kyle Shanahan would not feel comfortable with him being the quarterback number two of this team. I know there's narratives out there. People hate Mike Silver for whatever reason that is. People have to accept the notion Trey Lance could get moved or at least could be this team's quarterback number three. But right now, at this very moment, he's inching closer, closer and closer every single day with every good practice he does. He finds himself inching and stepping closer to that quarterback number two job. A lot of ways to go, but Trey Lance can easily still win this thing and make many of you happy out there. Again, it was a great day of practice. It was a great day for the quarterbacks, receivers, so many highs. There was two really good back-to-back practices for the San Francisco 49ers. Linebackers, D. Winters, McCrary Ball, Flanagan Falls, receivers, Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, Debo. Ayuk's always amazing. We are seeing this team just prove day in, day out it's really freaking good. Like, this Niners team is going to be really good again. They're explosive offensively. They're aggressive defensively. And if the quarterbacks can just do their job, whether it's Purdy or Trey or Darnold, they are going to go a long way. It's early. We have a long way to go in, in, in training camp and preseason. So stick with me. Every single day we are going to be down there with film and doing these podcasts, reactions, discussions with you, with myself, on this very podcast, on Twitter, on Instagram. And you might as well follow us on there. Twitter at 49ers underscore access. Instagram, 49ers dot access. All the updates from camp, all the latest and breaking news from the team itself. If you want to see camp highlights, follow me on social media. If you want to get hot takes and know what's happening with this team, subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media as well. If you want to go to a game this year, use our promo code 49ersaccess, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com. Save yourself $20 off again, your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. You can also buy merch with the link above at fanatics.com or down in the description. And for one last time, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave a review. My name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast. And until next time, stay faithful.